Blog Talk Radio. Choices, decisions, frustrations, and pain. Knowing I'm going to forget her someday. While I still can, I'll challenge all my loved ones every friend to look inside their hearts and understand that I Well, welcome everyone to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm the host and founder, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled to death that you can be with us today. Once again, we have a fabulous show lined up for you. But before we get started, since we always are getting new listeners um, to our program, I like people to know a little bit about us and, you know, what Alzheimer's Speaks is about. So I'm just going to take a couple of minutes uh, to highlight that and then we'll get rolling into the show. Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. We believe by removing um, fear and joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations about life with dementia that we can remove the stigmas and help people live with the disease, not as it. Together, we can help everyone understand the true needs um, that go with this disease and how disabling it can be, not only to the person diagnosed, but to their family and loved ones as well. At our core, we truly believe collaboration is the key to winning the battle against dementia. And I know that all of your clicks, all of your likes, all of your shares have had a huge impact. So I encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to please like us on the homepage and go ahead and and tweet about us and share us because it's those small little clicks that make a huge difference in terms of um, getting the word out. That's a huge way that you can be an advocate. And we know it's working because ShareCare and Dr. Oz recognized Alzheimer's Speaks as the number one influencer online for Alzheimer's. And again, that would not happen without your continued support. So thank you all so much for participating. Um, here on the program, we really like to raise awareness by giving voice to all. And so we interview all types of, of people from all around the world, those actually diagnosed and living with the disease, family members, professional care providers, authors, musicians, directors, researchers, um, little advocates, um, Anybody uh, can be on the show. Um, What I'm looking for is stories to tell and a difference that you can make by sharing what you have learned and what your passion is about improving our dementia care culture. So um, the easiest way to contact me would just be to go to alzheimerspeaks.com 
And there you can just push the contact button and shoot me a message. On our main website, you'll not only have access to the radio show, but our blog, the YouTube channels, Dementia Chats, which are webinars that we do. In fact, we'll be doing one this afternoon, which will be 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, and noon Pacific Time. And that is where uh, it's a free webinar where we interview people with dementia and um, we have a wonderful honest conversation regarding um, all different types of topics so I would love for you to go ahead and join us uh, there I will put in the the chat box a little later the uh, URL to to join that conversation also, if you're listening um, either on your computer or by phone, you can participate in the conversation while we're live. Um, you can utilize your chat box if you'd like and send a comment or a question, or you can always call in live to the show at 714-364-4757. That's 714 364 Four seven five seven, and um, and again, I always like to um, highlight if you're looking for support, you can contact the Alzheimer's Disease International Organization, um, and you can just go ahead and Google that, or you can find that on the the website as well. But there, you'll find um, where all the Alzheimer's associations are throughout the world, so that you can get hooked up and connected in your own neighborhood. And um, then I'd also like to mention Alzheimer's Studies. If you're looking for a trial, they've got a real interesting uh, trial right now on Tau that they're looking for um, clients for. And you can just go to www.alzheimerstudies.com for more information there. And then my friends, of course, at Coral Health with Music First. If you didn't hear the program um you know, and information that we we did. There's there's one coming up, but I've I've mentioned them several times, and they just have a great uh, ability to let you access music and faith based um, uh, sermons and and music combination as well um, from their site. They've also rolled out a brand new app, so it's portable, and they're willing to give everybody three hours of um, free time on that to test it out. So. Uh, that's all for my notices right now. So let me go ahead and roll into our guests. Um, I think this will be a really interesting conversation about inflammation and dementia. And for me personally, I'm, I'm really interested in this because my mom battled with arthritis um, for a long, long time. And, you know, it'll be really interesting to see uh, what they have to say. There's been a lot of, of talk on this, and um, I'm interested for this conversation to flow. I'm going to first introduce Sharon Olson, who actually is uh, 
is a cohort of mine. She lives in Minneapolis in Minnesota. We have not met, um, but it's interesting when I get somebody in my own backyard. Her background is education in communications and journalism, and she's had over 10 years' experience in the medical field and alternative medicine. She's the author of Improve Your Health with Minerals, and she is the former editor of the CIRA, which is a holistic newsletter. She's currently working on her second book, which sounds really interesting, on environmental illnesses, and she's planning on getting her uh, certification as a holistic nutritionist. So welcome, Sharon. How are you doing today? Good morning, Laurie. Well, great. Glad to have you on the show. Let me go ahead and introduce uh, Hannah, and then we will go from there. Uh, Hannah Holstead was born in Denmark, and she studied advanced um, interology under Dr. Bernard Jensen, and she, uh, which was in Los Angeles, and she has been practicing since 1989. In 1999, she continued her education as a natural path doctor out of um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and for four years, um, she had her own daily radio broadcast on nutrition and was a weekly television guest on the Danny um, Burden talk show. Uh, Hannah is the author of The Miracle Journey of Love, which is based on her true life story. So I want to welcome uh, Hannah to the show. How are you doing today, Hannah? Fine. Thank you, Laurie, and thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about doing the show with you and Sharon. Well, great. And I have to ask, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, Hannah Hoyt. I did. Just Hannah is probably easier. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Easy is always good for me. I like easy. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Well, to get started here, I'm going to point this first question uh, to Sharon, because I think we have to start with the basics, and that is, what exactly is inflammation in the body? Okay, well, inflammation is actually the body's response or your defense system to infection or trauma, and there's two types of inflammation. You have your acute inflammation, um, such as when you cut your finger or you have a burn or you have an allergic reaction. And um, these are normal responses of the immune system um, to this infection or drama. And in order to survive it, we need to help us determine whether it's friend or foe. So um, our real concern is not the response to the immediate injury or infection. It's actually to chronic inflammation, that uh, destroys our organs slowly and its ability to function, and it optimally leads to chronic disease and rapid aging. So the problem starts when it happens in a dangerous area of the body, such as your coronary arteries, and our defense system runs out of control. So what few people understand is that chronic or hidden inflammation is the root cause of all diseases. And conditions like heart disease, dementia, obesity, diabetes, depression, cancer, and so on um, are considered part of this from uh, inflammation. So some of the common treatments for uh, such as acute problems is the use of anti-inflammatory drugs such as your ibuprofen, um, aspirin, and even prednisone. But these actually interfere with the body's um, immune system and can lead to serious and deadly side effects. 
So what we need to do is identify the um, causes of inflammation and help our body's natural immune system balance through your diet, exercise, stress management. Look for hidden food allergies and toxins in our environment. Okay. And where would, like, um, arthritis fall in that? Because to, my understanding was arthritis is a, uh, inflammatory. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, all of it is okay. in part of your inflammation and in your joints and everything. It goes into the tissues and that. Yeah, because I, I know for my mom and for those listeners who are new, my mom has had memory problems for 30 years. And so she started in her um, mid-50s. She's 85 now and in her end stages. But she used to just, I mean, live on Tylenol and Motrin and, I mean, just and that's what the doctors kept prescribing, you know, over and over for the pain for her. And, um, you know, now in her end stages, the only thing that really keeps her comfortable is oxycodone, which, you know, is um, I, not a good drug to be on, but she's also in her end stages, and it's it's about comfort, you know, at this point. So I'm, I'm like I said, very, very interested in in this discussion, um, I know that there will be a lot of controversy and there will be some people that probably will disagree, and I, I think that that's fine. Um, I think that's the point of having a discussion is to to get alternatives and be able to assess um, you know, what works and what doesn't. The next question I would like to ask, and again, I'll, I'll point this one to um, – Shannon, well, or Sharon, but um, first I should go back to Hannah. Hannah, was there anything that you wanted to add um, to Sharon's uh, kind of definition of inflammation? No, basically, uh, absolutely everything. I agree with what Sharon mentioned. And, of course, a lot of people, when you talk about arthritis, uh, mm -hmm. pain is really inflammation. So if we can get rid of the inflammation, we can get rid of the pain. So um, that's 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 what arthritis is. Uh, it is inflammation. Okay. Um, so next question: Can you tell us about other factors that kind of play in the role of Alzheimer's um, disease, Sharon? Okay. Well, um, I should mention that a study was done just last year from uh, by some scientists in Iceland. And they've actually identified a new gene variant that seems to strongly raise the risk for Alzheimer's disease. And it's already been tied to a couple other forms of dementia. And this gene actually helps the immune system control inflammation in the brain, and it also clears the sticky deposits out that are part of the disease. So any mutations in the gene can impair these tasks. And I, I believe there was like, the, out of the study, there was like 2% of the people that they did study had Alzheimer's had this mutation, you know, mutated gene. So treatments to restore the gene's function and fight this inflammation may help on that. Now, there's other factors such as toxins in our foods, um, our environment. Um, you've got mercury, pesticides, allergens, mold. All of those play a key, you know, a key role in our health. And of course, there's the hereditary factor. You know, if it's in your genes. Um, and in addition, there was a new um, research done by um, an institute in Stockholm that shows that people that are pre-diabetic have been shown to greatly increase the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. So pre-diabetes is associated with higher blood sugar levels. So a person that has um, high cholesterol or high blood pressure or that is obese has a 600% more chance 
to lose healthy brain function and be diagnosed with Alzheimer's than people who maintain a healthy weight and uh, healthy diet. Wow. Those are some major statistics that mm-hmm. really um, can't be ignored. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Hannah, anything else that you would like to add in terms of, um, you know, factors that come into play with dementia and Alzheimer's disease? Well, other than like uh, the statistic, which I'm sure we know that actually Alzheimer's disease is actually currently um, at at, at epidemic proportion because actually about 5.4 million Americans, uh, which is um, including one in eight people of the age of 65 and over, are actually living with Alzheimer's disease. And uh, the kind of scary part is, uh, not that I want to, I always like to do positive things, but we also have to realize fact that by 2050, um, this is expected to jump up to 16 million within the next uh, 20 years. So um, it's something that we really, really have to, you know, um, do anything we can. I have, of all the education that I do and teach people, no matter what the illness is, Alzheimer's, cancer, whatever, I always say the body is designed to heal itself if it is given an opportunity to do so. And, of course, we are the opportunity. That's why the knowledge and wisdom is essential. And I always teach people, if you have been diagnosed with whatever, in this case we're talking about Alzheimer's, you know, you or your family need to absolutely be an expert in that. It's great to listen to programs to read, but, you know, people need to really educate themselves. And really, what can I find out? Because uh, there, there are Absolutely things, for instance, like vitamin, a simple thing like vitamin B can actually uh, help uh, protect against Alzheimer's. I find that's amazing. And I uh, will later on um, probably talk about some of the um, products that a person can try, whether it's foods or supplements, and um, I can let you know about that later. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, my next question actually rolls into the importance of diet in controlling, um, you know, inflammation. And, I, you know, I I know for myself, I am so ignorant about what I put in my body um, and food. And, you know, I, I it, it just, it almost scares me how dumb I am on this stuff that I have not taken the time to learn and you know i i see so many of my friends having uh food uh allergies that they're finding now that have been causing so many other illnesses you know and you know all of a sudden the gluten-free is so popular and i I mean it just it's it's absolutely endless um and Mm -hmm. they're all getting much more educated in terms of what we're putting in our body and and understanding that so much of even what we perceive as being healthy has maybe been mutated um, to be better. You know, it's it's been it's been rigged so it's bigger and it's better and it's it it isn't what it used to be. You know, 50 years ago. And so I'm really interested to hear um, how diet um, can really have an effect um, on the body. And and Hannah, I'm going to let you go ahead and start on this one. Okay. Uh, I think that we had talked a little bit earlier, and I think that Sharon was going to talk a little bit more about maybe the diet, and I was going to go in a little bit more to the supplement. So uh, oh, okay. would that be okay? 
Yeah, well, I can talk about a little bit about the foods, and you can add to it. Yeah, yeah. Why do we do that? Okay. Well, some of all right. Well, some things that we want to choose uh, in foods is you want to make sure you eat unprocessed, unrefined. You know, your whole fresh foods, nothing that's got a lot of sugar or trans fats in it. And I always say to avoid anything that's got artificial dyes, you know, preservatives, your colorings, all that. So you really have to um, watch those. Even artificial sweeteners can affect us from what their studies that they've been talking about. But some of the power uh, foods that we want to look is for stuff that has, or foods that have traces of, um, you know, may have traces of metals in them, but no trans fats. So the fruits and your veggies are going to be a priority. You want to know because those uh, fight Alzheimer's, especially pomegranates, your wild blueberries, apples, your green leafy vegetables, you know, such as broccoli and spinach, any of your uh, berries, you know, red, purple, blue uh, berries and everything, they all have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. And then you've got um, your veggies that are garlic, onions, horseradish, they all contain powerful anti-inflammatory compounds such as your allicin and quercetin. And then green tea, of course, everybody's probably familiar with green tea that um, has, uh, has anti-inflammatory substances in the body. And then in the new nutrient is cinnamon that they're talking about. And then we've got legumes and, you know, your whole grain, rices, oatmeal, amaranth, all of those are good things to eat. Make sure you are getting enough antioxidants. So um, you're, as we mentioned uh, before, eating fruits and vegetables is your best way to fight free radicals. Um, chocolate and vitamin E and C are also other antioxidants that are important for defending against Alzheimer's. And they've actually done a study on this uh, antioxidants in strawberries, and they found that it improves your memory and protects the brain from the onset of Alzheimer's. Um, and then, as mentioned uh, previously, we've probably all watched uh, the Dr. Oz show. There was a, a Dr. Neil Barnard that was on there that talked about cutting back on your meats and your dairy products because there's um, metals in some of these foods and high saturated fats and so on. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but a combination of high saturated fats and metals in your foods can actually add 19 years of cognitive decline. To a person's body, so that's important to remember. And then, of course, you know your um, omega-3 oils is really important. You can get that from flax or hemp. You can take fish oil supplements, which a lot of people do, but you have to make sure that's a good source. And Hannah can probably talk a little bit more about that. But they does have mercury toxicity in that, which causes Alzheimer's. And fish only has. Um, 15 to 30% of good fats are omega-3s in it. All the rest of the fats that are in fish, 70% are bad. So you want to avoid fats that are high in trans fatty acids, which includes, of course, your processed foods, you know, your chips, your cookies, and so on, anything that contains the words hydrogenated oil in it. Um, and there's a difference. Omega-6 are actually fatty acids. They come from plant oils such as sunflower, safflower, corn, cottonseed. And then you see that a lot in your processed foods, and that's because um, they, they don't go bad. They, they It's for shelf life mostly in your stores. And then um, lastly, I'd like to talk about your healthy monounsaturated fats, which are walnuts, your ground flax seeds and all that. They they actually lower inflammation throughout your body and your blood vessel inflammation keeps that in order. 
And uh, medical studies have actually shown that your crunchy nuts and seeds can lower levels of your two inflammatory markers, which is your C-reactive protein and interleukin-6. And um, Hannah, do you have anything you want to talk about, the C-reactive protein test? Yeah, I actually mentioned that to many people. I think it's such an important test to have done, particularly so many people are concerned about their cholesterol. Um, You can have it done, and um, basically you want the reading to be between zero and one, not higher than one. And I have spoken to many people who their reading is 12, 15, 20 or more. That means the higher the reading, the more inflammation in the body. So it's just another way to, if you don't know how much inflammation you have, I would say have that C-reactive protein test done. It's well, well worth it. There's something about seeing, knowing exactly how much inflammation you have in your body. So that and, is very, and what's very that important. that called again? C, the C-WAC? C-reactive protein. CRP, yeah. It's a blood test that you can have done. Yeah. I might also I want to add, you mentioned a couple of things, uh, Sharon. Um, for instance, mercury. Now, I'm from mm-hmm. Europe. And um, if, let's say, you took a trip, anyone take a trip to Europe, and let's say for some reason you needed to go to the dentist, and if that dentist, I'm particularly talking about Sweden, um, and if he put mercury in your tooth, he could actually be arrested So uh, mm-hmm. for doing that because it's considered a crime to put mercury in the teeth. So I find that kind of interesting. I They should have the same thing here, but um, I don't know when that's going to happen. The other thing is uh, I like to add that coconut oil, um, a one to two tablespoons daily, is now used for prevention of Alzheimer's disease. And it also helps for pain and just another extra for energy. And it's uh, everybody wants to get rid of quote, belly fat, and that's just another thing, reason to take coconut oil, but particularly for Alzheimer's, a lot of people are taking that as a prevention. You know, it's, it's interesting because there's, you know, so many of these uh, natural ways um, have really been poo-pooed for years, and mm-hmm. people have discounted them, and, you know, I, I still hear people today, you know, really trying to discount the coconut oil, but I hear so many more people and and people that I know who are who are using it um who really mm-hmm. feel that there's a difference in their body that in in turmeric um we're hearing a yes. lot more about turmeric which is a spice and um you know it's just it's it's very very interesting um and it and it makes a lot of sense that you know our bodies are a machine and so what we feed it is going to affect it um, I, I found it very interesting, too, Sharon, you had mentioned the, the Dr. Oz show with uh, Dr. Bernard on, and mm-hmm. I watched that show. In fact, I think it was just on the other day, so if you have Infinity, you can probably replay it or, or whatever. Um, but he was shocked on the show um, when, you know, he was talking about fish and that, you know, he really doesn't eat much fish either. And I remember, if my memory serves me right, uh, even Dr. Oz says, that's what I tell people to eat all the time. I can't believe this, you know, what he was hearing. And he was he was very surprised as well at the amounts of metal um, in our different foods and how they've been, uh, how so much of our food has been, um, you know, manipulated in terms of, uh, you know, so that people 
you know, farmers can get a better price and, you know, processors and and things um, all the way, you know, down the line. And it's it's just very, very interesting. Um, and I think it's something we all have to pay much more attention to, myself included. And it's I have to admit that it's it's difficult for me because a lot of the jargon goes over my head um, because there is a lot of um, just jargon that you have to get used to. It's like a whole new language, um, and you and finding out that you can't really trust the labels um, on the food packages. Um, I think Sharon, you had mentioned something about um, whole whole grain. And you know what is the the proper verbiage out there? Because there's a lot of mis um, purposely misbranding going on out there. So it looks like it's healthy, like with a lot of the snack bars and stuff, and it really isn't. Uh, well, for and some us. of the labels too, they talk about your um, wheat or whatever in in there, and it's actually bleached white flour that they use are using in a lot of our products instead of your. Your whole grain wheats that we talked about, but um, one other thing he mentioned too was your zinc, iron, copper. That so many people are have these in their vitamins or are taking extra supplements, which is he he felt was dangerous because it could really affect your, you know, your brain. And that. Mm-hmm. And then cinnamon um, that I mentioned too is a new thing that they're studying that's uh, holding promise for delaying or actually uh, mitigating the effects of Alzheimer's disease. So that's something new that they're trying. Yeah, I actually have a little information on that. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead, Hannah. No, uh, what what I was just going to say, just kind of going back to with the fish, uh, mercury, one of the best things is really when you have your omega-3, whether you get it from flax, which, of course, is a flower, or the fish. But if you choose to have uh, sardines or uh, mackerel or anchovies, these are very small fish and uh, there's less mercury than if you have, for instance, salmon. So um, it's much, much better to do that. And also, when you do have salmon, you need to make sure that you do not have the farm salmon because they've actually found that those salmons um, get heart attacks, which means they can't swim up the river, and um, that's just a whole different thing. So I'm not in the fish industry, but... It's just um, really something to think about. So it's better if we eat less and eat the healthy stuff. It is more expensive, but, um, you know, there's just so many, many things that we have to be aware of. So things are not the way they were 100 years ago. Everything is uh, fast manufactured, mass manufactured, and there's all these extra ingredients in there that our body is not able to handle. And I believe, therefore, there are so many illnesses, and uh, certainly uh, we're talking about Alzheimer's, um, aluminum, any of those type of things is so um, dangerous, really it is. So, um, Well, you know, I think think part of the big problem is that over the years how we're processing foods. You know, Mm -hmm. we're adding more chemicals in our ground, our environment. We've got all this, you know, everything in the air, oil spilled in our waters and everything. All this is affecting our chain of foods all the way down the line. And as you mentioned, Hannah, about how Alzheimer's is increasing so badly, you've got to take a look at around at our environment. And people will eat regular foods, and they should be eating organic fruits and vegetables especially because if there's so much chemicals on these foods, and people will exactly. say to me, well, it doesn't bother me. I can eat them fine. Well, maybe not now, but it will down the line as you get older. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just a word about the, the uh, turmeric you were talking about. Some say turmeric, mm-hmm. turmeric, or curcumin. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same thing. Um, but anyway, new studies are actually showing amazing promises for uh, turmeric uh, combined with vitamin D in the treatment of Alzheimer's disease. And actually, this combination has been shown to help reduce amyloid plaque. Uh, again, uh, this is actually... Um, major development in Alzheimer's disease in the brain. So I feel everyone should should really take that every 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 day. Uh people from India, for instance, uh do not really have all the diseases that they have in America, North America, uh, because they cook with all their meals. They have turmeric. And um, it's something that we can really learn. Uh, I've spoken to several people from India, and they said, "No, we don't have those diseases." Um, you know, until they come, until they take the American lifestyle, then they have the same diseases. But um, I think that's something everyone should take for information for prevention of Alzheimer's, even if you have Alzheimer's. Um, so um, the uh, let me see here. The um, animal, they actually did an animal. Now, this is not everybody particularly want to go on that, but animal experiment on curcumin was found to increase the amyloid plaque clearance. So, in other words, it got rid of it and um, in the brain. So, uh, I just, um, uh, it actually said that it, it's better than four, the curcumin is better than four of the top pharmaceutical drugs for Alzheimer's disease, all in just four days. This is really something to think about. Um, and that's the study that was done, so I'm just going by that. But um, um, I know I take turmeric, and uh, I know it's a great, great thing for information. So I, I think that should be in everybody's cabinet to take every every well, day. Another thing, Hannah, too, is probiotics. We should talk about it and how oh, that improves absolutely. and balances Probiotic. your bacteria yes. and reduces yeah, inflammation. Because, mm-hmm. Right, because actually all of us should have about three and a half pounds of friendly bacteria in our gut. And if we don't, that means our immune system goes way down. So, yeah, that's a very good point. We wish we, we should have that. And another thing, um, I mean, I tell that again to everybody, to my clients, it is essential to be alkalized. Uh, like a swimming pool, 7.0, well, we should be 7.2. Um, for instance, there's a book that's called Alkalize or Die. Uh, that's kind of right to the point. But if our body is alkalized, opposite of being acidic, cancer, for instance, cannot survive in an alkalized body. So, you know, wouldn't it make sense that we all make sure that we become alkalized? How do we become alkalized? Is through greens. Uh, all the greens, um, foods, we need to eat that much more than the fruit. Fruit is great, it tastes good, um, but vegetables is essential to have. So we say if you are green inside, you are clean inside. So, um, again, something to think about. Um, well, that's an easy phrase know. to remember. Yeah, if you're green inside, you're clean inside, yeah. And, of course, uh, um, I always have a tendency, and I, won't, I promise you I won't do that, but I always, I, I get so excited about talking about the colon. I won't do that because this is not a colon show, but it's just so important. You know, colon cancer is the second cause of death 
uh, in the United States, you know, stress is still the number one. But we're talking about Alzheimer's, so we might want to stay with that. Did you want me, Lord, to just mention a few things of that there are essential for Alzheimer's as far as supplements, or yes, did you not want to be... go there yet? Nope, nope, that's that's fine. That's fine. Okay, okay. I'll just kind of go very brief over some of them because, of course, just the highlights. Um, so L-carnosine, which is an amino acid, is a very powerful antioxidant. And carnosine is known to prevent the formation of amyloid plaque, as I was talking about before, in the brain. So it's a process that's delivered to actually delete the Alzheimer's disease. So this person would take one capsule a day, which is usually 500 milligrams on an empty stomach. So L-carnosine, not carnitine, carnosine, C-A-R-N-O-S-I-N-E. Um, there's another thing that is very essential. It's called acetylcholine. It's probably the number one supplement that a person should take if they have Alzheimer's or even prevention. And I'm always for prevention. Don't wait till something happens. Prevent it. And so that would be 500 milligrams three times a day. And um, it, because deficiency in acetyl, and I should just spell that A-C-E-T-Y-L, and then C-H-O-L-I-N-E, acetylcholine, deficiency has been linked to a possible cause of dementia. Okay. okay. I have so, I have a question, uh, um, Hannah, on this. I I'm a little nervous about um giving out, you know, amounts people should take because okay. I, I you know, I, I just fine. um I'm I'm just a little sure. uncomfortable with that. I I, I, fine. I I my guess, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would think that they should talk to um a, you know, a nutritionist or right. you know something that that could really analyze their situation and I would hate sure. for someone to take um take this as as medical advice because uh, that's not not yeah. what we're about. No, we're this about. is not medical advice. I am actually a naturopathic doctor, but no that's that's okay. I I don't have any problem with that. That's fine. Okay. We will just Yeah, just, just, I, I think it I, yeah. yeah, I think it I think it's good to talk about these things and what they can do, um, but I just get a little nervous on, I mean, because people's weight and size and, you know, other things uh, could complicate things. Sure. Um, I, I would think I'm not a doctor either um, with That's that. Fine. And and I, my understanding is, and maybe I'm wrong, and please correct me if I am, but that um, even holistic medicines, you know, combined with other things can have side effects, and so it's important to kind of look at, Absolutely, of what, what I, I asked people. Oh yeah, particularly matter of fact, I'm glad you brought this up because, uh, for instance, like when people come to me and um, the majority of people come, they want to lose weight. That's kind of seems mm -hmm. to be an epidemic. Uh, and uh, the first thing I will ask a person, uh, are you on any medications? And I had just the other day, a person said, yeah, I'm on one thousand. Well, she was probably exaggerating, but. Uh, I said, well, you know what, there's no way you want to take this because most of these things have herbs in them and the herbs will interfere with the medication. And speaking of medication, if a person takes three medications or more, there's already a side effect usually just by even that. So I always tell a person, go to the pharmacist, even if you don't go to the doctor, ask, say, this is a medication I'm on, can I take these things? So, yeah, I... I you have to be very, very careful if you take medication. 
Okay. Yeah. Particularly herbs. Yeah. If you take vitamins, minerals, and enzymes, you know, and foods, of course, that's fine. But once you go into herbs, you have to be very careful if you're on medications. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. You can go ahead and continue because I'm really uh, interested okay. in this, and I yeah. think our, our yeah. listeners oh. are as well. Sure. So the so I, I mentioned um, the, the first one, acetylcholine. So there is another one called acetylcarnitine, uh, which may, we have to use the word may, of course, enhance brain metabolism and actually slows down deterioration of memory and reduces the production of free radical. Um, there's another uh, mineral is born. Uh, again, a person has to actually be very careful not to take too much of that. My One of my all-time favorite, I don't know if you're familiar with this, called coenzyme Q10, uh, which is known to increase oxygen of the cells um, and is involved in the generation of cellular energy. Um, I, and again, uh, caution with folic acid, um, but lecithin, um, I always said when I used to do my show, we do show my own, and I would always say the rich people take um, phosphatolserine and the not-so-rich people take lecithin. Um, and we're talking about, again, to take a supplement. This is amazing um, for the brain. It's just lecithin. It's not as expensive as phosphatolserine. Okay. Beet juice would... Beet juice, uh, actually, I don't know if people know that, but as uh, known to sharpen the memory and focus just basically by taking one glass of pure beet juice because it increases blood flow to the brain and also helps with mental fatigue and focus and alertness. So that's a good way. It's supposed to start within 25 minutes, according to the people who write about this. So um, I think that's an important thing. There are so many, many, many things, and I don't know how many things you want me to mention, um, but um, I, I just uh, feel to to start with the essential and the food, always the food. Whenever I recommend things, I don't recommend supplements first. I always recommend the food. Get all the nutrients that you can get for the food. That's why it's called supplement. It's not your main diet. The supplement is not your main diet. The food is the main thing. The supplementation is adding to what is not in the food. Hannah, can you give us um, an example, maybe a couple of examples of um, how you would like someone to eat? So, um, you know, in the U.S., most people eat three meals a day. But I know in other parts of the country, and even like in our, our nursing homes and stuff, now they're eating five or six smaller meals a day. What what do you recommend, or do you think that that has an effect in terms of the the amounts that we eat and the the time frames? Yes, I'll be happy to answer that. First of all, the correct answer would be the six small meals. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's mainly because of the blood sugar, okay? So six small meals is the ideal thing. And I believe that everyone should have get rid of the microwave oven and get a juicer. You don't have to spend a lot of money on a juicer. Get an inexpensive one. And I can tell you what my recipe is. And this is amazing if you will do it. Here it is. Here it is. 
celery, cucumber, beet, <coughs> parsley, apple, ginger, and then you squeeze fresh lemon. Uh, you should always have fresh lemon, uh, at least one uh, fresh lemon every day because it alkalizes your body and it gives you energy. But that juice, if a person would have that, no matter if they have Alzheimer's or any other disease, you would be amazed how your body can totally um, heal itself. And that can you can you say too. those can you say those items again? I did. I'm trying to write them all down, to. and I couldn't get them. Sure. Okay. Carrot, celery, cucumber, beet, parsley, apple, ginger, and once you have done this, then you just squeeze. Uh, fresh lemon in it, stir it, and you have to drink it immediately. If you have made too much, don't bother to put it in a refrigerator and say, I will save it for later. You can throw it out and you wasted that money. Then you learn from next time, no, I have to juice less. You learn that after a while, depending on the better juicer you have, the more they will be extracted from the fruits and, of course, you, the less you have to use. So you have to just kind of get used to that. But this is amazing. This is actually healer. I can tell you that this uh, gentleman who had a tumor, on a large tumor on his colon, and he went to the extent most people could not do that, but he was serious, uh, and he went to the extent of only, that's all he had three times a day. And after nine months, that tumor fell off the colon. It fell. I mean, it was a huge tumor, and the man was totally healed. And so, um, yeah, I mean, on, on foods, we can make claims. On supplements, we can't. But, I wanted um, to jump in I, here, I, Hannah, too. They were talking yeah. about, you know, you were talking about lemons, and they usually recommend that you drink a warm glass, warm water with a lemon in mm-hmm. it every morning for helping yeah. to get your system yeah. going and detoxifying. Exactly, and it's for the liver because, see, our Mm -hmm. liver weighs only three and a half pounds, so everything that we eat and drink have to filter through the liver. It's kind of, I I really feel everybody, it should be a law. We should all know our body. If we really could see, I would say God made us perfect. Maybe if I could have added one thing, a little push button where we could just see what's really going on in that body and but. God probably knew that was too scary, so that didn't happen. Well, our liver <laughs> does so I, many different functions, too, oh besides detoxifying yes. and everything. So it's important that you have a clean liver and that you detoxify mm-hmm. that liver. So. But I think the good news, I always, like I said, I had mentioned that earlier, that our body, and I'll say that slowly, our body is designed by God, to heal itself if it's given opportunity to do so. So if you have the juice, I don't care if the name is Alzheimer's. A person does not have to live with that. You can totally change around. But it does take not just wishing it. You have to do something about it, okay? And so that's why, like I said, a lot of people have a juicer, but it's either underneath the counter or in Idaho or somewhere else because it's too much work. Because you have to juice this, and then you have to clean it. Well, you know what? You're worth it. So I, I, you can probably tell in my voice I have a passion about that because I have a passion about people getting well, um, but it also takes that effort 
to do that. And, they, you know, if foods are so expensive, but I think most people can afford to buy those items. And even if you want to do it just once, I'm not saying a person needs to do that three times a day, uh, but at least once every day, you would be absolutely amazed that I can punish you. Well, you know, and I think that is part of the problem, too, is, you know, we've gotten to be such a fast-paced society, and it's so easy to just run through McDonald's or Burger King or, you know, or even Subway. I mean, there's still a lot of additives in any of those. There there has to be um, in order for them to be able to maintain their, their freshness for as long as they do. And, you know, we have gotten so busy and so fast-paced. I, I do think that... Um, a lot of us have equipment tucked in the cupboards way in the back, and we tried it for a while, and then we just couldn't break our, our routine um, to make ourselves a priority. Um, it's kind of like exercise. You know, you have to make yourself mm-hmm. a priority to, to get that done. Any suggestions mm-hmm. to, to shift that mindset that we have? And, and Sharon, I'll throw this to you first. Mm-hmm. Well, um, for one thing, we were talking, like I said again, I want to talk a little bit about the liver because I think it's really important. So anytime you're eating all those fast foods, your over-processed foods, that's really putting, um, uh, in, in exposing you to environmental pollutants, you're really putting a lot of stress on your liver, which is already overworked and, over, and overloaded. So it can't process the toxins and all your fats and then everything in an efficient way, and that um, helps clean the liver. You know, and stimulates its ability to detoxify. And of course, anytime you're backed up or you're toxic, that's going to cause more inflammation in your body. So, you know, you can eat, um, Hannah mentioned, you know, you were talking about the turmeric, you know, your garlic, grapefruit, your beets, green tea, all of that stuff is very good for helping detoxify, you know, your liver. But it's also, um, you know, important that um, people make sure that they're, um, have, you know, keep control of their stress. Your lack of exercises um, is also contributes to all of this. All your allergies in your foods and your hidden toxins. We talked about the mercury and your pesticides, molds, all of that. So all that's going to have an effect on your body and became, become more, you know, inflamed. Yeah, definitely. I, I just, you know, I wish there was more education on all of this. Um, you know, I look at what you know, what I was taught in school, and it really had nothing to do with anything. You know, it was basic home ec, but it, it really, you know, and back then, you know, there probably weren't all the additives, I'll, I'll say that as well, um, compared to what there is today. But I think, you know, I think it's something that really needs to change. I was talking with someone um, the other day, and I found this really interesting, and they were talking about um, gardening and um, <clears throat> the whole therapeutic um, value of um, of being able to, to garden and understand the importance and the respect of food and and so forth. And we were the conversation started out with you know how do you engage people with with Alzheimer's disease and having raised beds and and letting them be able to garden. I mean it was a really very simple conversation. And from there it came out that. Um, over in Europe, a lot of what they do is they start the kids gardening in school so that they have a respect for for plants and for what they're putting in their bodies. And it just is part of their normal life to, to watch plants grow and to eat them and, 
and um, and I thought, what a healthy healthy way to look at things, you know. But I think that there there does need to be some kind of shift, especially here in the U.S. in terms of our our respect for food and and looking at things um, in a different in a different light in terms of. Um, how things can affect us and, and what we put in our body, um, you know, I believe does. And, you know, I surely don't have all the answers, but I think there's so much more education um, that would be worthwhile for all of us um, to take the time. Now, Lori, to... you... mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was to mention, you know, you mentioned Europe, and mm-hmm. Hannah could probably answer this better than I can, but I know when I was over in Europe, they're so much more advanced than we are. Uh, people, they don't put preservatives in foods at all. They, people go out and shop almost on a daily basis to get their fresh foods and breads and everything. They bring their own bags I still do with that. them. <laughs> I still yeah, do that. they bring their own bags I'm with them I've to been the store. Right. <laughs> Everybody, right. there's just so much far advanced in the health area than we are. They go and they have breakfast. They had breakfast and dinner out on the, the porch or whatever outside their house because it's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. They go out for walks in the morning and in the evening. And it's just yeah. so much more laid back than it is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're well, everything much is really more here. Yeah. Well, they're okay. much more community focused. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and to me that's just a huge critical piece of the pie too is we you know, we we don't put importance on engagement um, and our and the, the the community aspect, that social aspect in terms of our life, and and I think that that is um, really a big disjustice. I mean, you look at the, you know, Dan Butner and the Blue Zone and all the studies, you know, that have been done um, around, you know. Um, you know, living longer and healthier. And, you know, it's just very, very interesting how different parts of the world uh, do things different. And when you, you know, it's like one big puzzle. When you put them all together, it's kind of uh, shocking um, the difference that it can make, um, you know, because it really is just a just a, a life puzzle that has to be analyzed. And we're not doing that. You know, we're just for whatever reason. Well, I also believe that we have to ask ourselves this question, how important is it to you to be well? I mean, if it's not number one on your list, I mean, you know, some people might think it's not that important until they experience things. For instance, yesterday um, where I work, so this this, uh, gentleman, this couple came in, and it was an elderly couple, and the gentleman had... um, uh, well, I he believe he was diabetic, but he also had macular degeneration. Uh, so he wanted to get something for his eyes. So his wife, who could barely walk, who had lots and lots of health issues, she, so I so I showed them, you know, what they could get. And so he said, okay, I'll take this. I said, well, you and your wife can both take this. She said, oh, no, no, no. She said, I, I don't have macular degeneration. I don't need to take that. Well, just looking at her, she looked to me like she was in very bad shape. I said, but you don't really want to wait until you're diagnosed with it. Uh, I said, it doesn't mean you're going to be diagnosed with it, but the thing is, why not prevent it? And I guess sometimes this is a thing I don't really understand why so many, and I mean many, many people, they wait until Mm -hmm. the doctor says, oh, you've got such and such. Why don't you prevent it, you know? 
um, I mean, especially that's, that's if you know if it runs in your family, if it's genetic. Yes. Yeah. And and Sharon, you had actually talked about uh, a little bit about diabetes and Alzheimer's. Actually, nearly 21 million Americans in the United States have diabetes, which is, of course, a disease that makes the body less able to convert sugar to energy. And out of that 21 million Americans, more than 6 million of the people don't even know that they have it. So it's um, mostly it's lack to, like Sharon had mentioned, lack of exercise, being overweight, and when the diabetes is not controlled and too much sugar remains in, in the in the blood over time, uh, that means that can actually damage the organs, including the brain. So high blood sugar causes actually inflammation, and again, this can damage the brain cells. Um, there was also a study done uh, about people that had Alzheimer's. Some got the, what we call the sugar pills, and I think it was 88 people they have done a study on, and they found uh, that most of the people that had the beginning of Alzheimer's, one of the main things they had cravings about, they absolutely wanted to have sugar, okay? Well, everybody, I guess, like sugar. It's kind of craving. It makes you feel good. It gives you quick energy. But sugar is actually a drug. It is a poison. Um, and we don't think about it as that, but it really is. And the reason it's poison because it does so much damage to the body. And uh, so I kind of just want to And there's so many sugars up. in all your foods. I mean, like yeah. potatoes, carrots, peas, all of them have mm-hmm. even natural sugars in them. So you really don't need to add more sugar to your breakfast cereal and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, exactly. exactly. And then what about now B12 deficiencies important too? Yeah, oh yeah, B12. Well, B12, of course, is the stress vitamin. You know, uh, so B12, so any time a person has any adrenal fatigue, any type of issues with stress, B12, like, you know, people go to the doctor and get a vitamin B shot, which, of course, would be the one that probably works the best. Um, But, um, yes, most people need to take B12. But if you take a good diet and do that juice again, as I talked about, and um, you just really make sure that you have at least... Um, I mean, the perfect diet is really to have at least six servings. Okay, a serving is half a cup. Six servings of vegetables and three servings of fruit. Uh, Of course, if you're diabetic, you want less fruit. You want more vegetables. Even nine servings of vegetables. How many people get nine servings uh, or six servings or three servings? Very few. How do I know that? Because on all my consultations... I always ask a person, tell me, what is a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And, you know, it would just shock you uh, to hear what the average person who thinks they're in fairly good health, what their daily diet is. Um, Not a good thing. So it's like the lady that said, you know what, I had a salad last week, and, you know, it didn't do me any good. No, one salad is not going to cure you, and 20 donuts are not going to kill you either. But over the long run, 365 days a year, you know, if you do one or the other, you will do one or the other. So that's what we call that sickness. So, you know, I, I just, I wish there would be a way to just get people to be excited 
about their health. I mean, you know how wonderful it is to get up in the morning and you feel wonderful and you're looking forward to what is today going to bring. But if you get up and you have aches and pains and you feel sick, you know, it's difficult to have that attitude, right? So, But it's possible. So we should all have a passion about being well. And it is possible if we're willing to put a little effort into it. And one thing I'd like to bring up too, Hannah, that we didn't talk about is the importance of water um, for yes. inflammation. And it, it should be yes. purified water, not something you drink out of your faucet that's loaded with chemicals that's that right. the water. So, Actually, um, Sharon, I, know, I tell mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, oh, Sharon, I was, I was going to say that, mm-hmm. yes, electrolytes, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that oh, it's a good idea to get, if you can get, purified water or um, any water that uh, you can have um, electrolytes added to it or like smart mm-hmm. water I know already has it in it so there's some products out there that already have it but it's important to have um, is it like six glasses of water a day sometimes they go by right. your way so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here, here's the thing um, that actually I have studied a lot about water because so much you know it can be very confusing one person say this one person say that so what I had to, for my study, I found that the very best water you can get is distilled water. However, distilled water is also what we call dead water, meaning that there are no minerals in there, but it's mm-hmm. the purest form of water. So the ideal thing is to have distilled water and add your electrolyte, as you talked about, Sharon, to have your minerals added to it. Now you've got pure water and you have added the things that were taken out of the water by distilling it. That is the number one water to drink. And it does in my things. opinion in my yeah. study. And it, it does many things. It supports your immune function. It alkalizes the body. Yeah. It helps your digestion, promotes healing. It clears your skin. Yeah. And also, if you add a little bit of lemon to it, it's high in antioxidants, your vitamin C. So lemons or limes or whatever. But, um, you know, I've heard before that it's always best to drink pure water, plain water. So Yes. And actually for the people that have low blood pressure, like myself, um, one way that you can get your blood pressure higher, I know most people want their blood pressure lower, but to get your blood pressure higher is to drink more water. Simple like that. Really? That that shocks me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that yeah. Really, you can really actually check it out. You can Google it. You can look it up. Oh, yeah. And um, that's, it, yeah, that's it, it what it is. It reduces um, respiratory infections for people who have asthma and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. And yeah, it's cheap. It really is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, when you talked about smart water, um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you go down the grocery store and there's just all different types. How do you know you're getting the right water anymore? I, I mean, always water buy smart you- water, so I know I'm getting and that, but I don't, I'm sure they carry that all over, but it'll it'll say things on the side of the bottle. Um, Hannah, you could probably explain a little bit about it, that, about the electrolytes. What ones that they're about required the in water? Well, the electrolyte is, is just very, you know, our body is made from minerals, so we need to feed our body, <clears throat> excuse me, minerals. Um, so we, that's just, um, um, as far as really going into detail with that, I don't know if I'm really qualified for that other than I know of the importance. The minerals are actually more important to you than vitamins, uh, 
simply because our body is made from minerals. Yeah, you um, can read my book about it. Yeah, well, there you go. And, the and I even made a CD on it too. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but and a lot of it is um, the minerals. The important ones are like your magnesium and potassium, which right, are ones exactly. that are usually the electrolytes that are in the in the water. Yeah. But you also have to be careful not to get too much potassium. See, mm-hmm. so sometimes people come and say, "Can I take all I want?" Just because something is good, even water. Uh, there have been people that died because they drank too much water. Um, and yeah, uh, so, you know, action. excess is not good. There was just one thing that just came because this topic is about Alzheimer's, and I just, because we have not talked about this, um, it is something to consider to have a hair analysis done to determine the levels of aluminum aluminum in the body, okay? Um, so uh, I, I certainly recommend, I tell everyone, please, and don't give it to somebody else, Get rid of all aluminum pots and pans. Throw them away, okay? Yeah, they because even you know, like absorb that. Yeah, Cooking absolutely absorbs if, all that yeah, copper and everything. We, that's right. If you, for instance, have a pan of one of those pans, and there's a scratch on there, which is very easy, you know, if you make eggs or whatever. Oh, uh, actually, that aluminum will come up through through that you know, dead scratch. So you need to have either glass or stainless steel. There's just no two ways about it. And as far as um, most people have a microwave oven, I can tell you that if you put your food in microwave oven, it is now called cooked dead food. It means that all the vitamins and minerals has been destroyed uh, by using microwave oven. So, now, they just um, did a study I, on that, Hannah, and they said that, okay. that they're changing their tune on that now. Okay. That um, it doesn't destroy everything like they thought it would. And I don't well, know Okay, how, so can I tell my little quick story about that? I will sure, tell you a quick sure. story, which I think will kind of, uh, unless they have something brand new, but as far as the research, okay, I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was this uh, lady, she was a nurse in the hospital, this is a true, true story. Um, and anyway, and this lady, she went to the hospital and she needed to have a blood transfusion. What they normally do in a hospital, they have the blood in a, a cooler, you know, to keep it cold, okay? Then they will take it out and they will usually, before they give it to the patient, they will put it under their arm or like just to kind of warm it up a little bit before they give it to the patient. Well, this new nurse, uh, what she did was she thought, well, we don't have to wait for that. We're just going to put it in a microwave. And she did. They gave the blood to the patient. The patient died. Now, you're not going to die because you put your food in a microwave oven because that is not your only source of food that you have. But this particular patient, she needed this blood, and everything was killed by putting it in a microwave oven. So uh, the fact speaks. So unless they've come up with something new, well, I personally would never the new use thing, a microwave oven. Okay, the new thing is that if, and heating at a high level does kind of destroy the nutrients, but if you do it at a low temperature with less water, and that and that would be less amount of nutrients lost. 
So you're putting it in for a short so amount of time. So you and I don't agree with water. this, Sharon. That's okay. No, I do agree because... with you. I agree with you the okay. fact that at higher temperatures it kills it off. But what uh-huh. the study yeah. research is saying that if you cook it at a lower temperature for a shorter amount of time with less water, there's less nutrients are lost. That's what the new study has done. But isn't most people in a hurry? Do you think most people would use the low temperature? The reason for a microwave oven is one reason, and that is it's fast. It's now. People are in a hurry. I need it now. Uh, if you wanted to have it uh, on a low, then you can get it just as quickly by spending $5 on one of those little, um, 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 you know, what, what is it called? It's kind of like, it looks like a little flower thing. You put it in a double boiler. You put your oh, vegetables the over there. Yeah. Steamer, thank you. And, but I think they were um, talking about defrosting, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. I have to stick to mine, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I think okay. you're talking we about don't the have frosting wouldn't everything. lose it, though. <laughs> I, I just don't believe in a microwave oven, period. You can use it for two things. You can use it to heat up water because it doesn't destroy anything, and you can use it if you eat popcorn. But to mm-hmm. me, no other things. But that's just my and opinion. Popcorn's not even good for you now. <laughs> no, it isn't. So you shouldn't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's good for heating okay. up coffee and tea. <laughs> well, yeah, you shouldn't well, have the coffee either. <laughs> you just think of, okay. of all the all the things in the air, I mean, with the microwave and, and the cell phones, and then you look at our genetically, um, yeah. you know, changed foods. I mean, there's so many factors, and there isn't, you know, there probably isn't just one answer in terms of what's affecting our body. Right. You know, and then right. add on these crazy lifestyles of, you know, we've got to be totally psychotic and busy every minute of the day, and we wonder yeah. why we're exhausted and not feeling good. And, you know, I, I just think it's time that we have to really look at, at life differently and get more educated and slow down, you know. Um, yeah, and one day we'll do away. Love it. People's lifestyle. There's one way know, to do that, home. and that's simply. No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm uh, no, just saying, as people's lifestyles have changed so much, and they all want the fast foods or want to heat something up fast, get it done quickly. You know, yep. because of uh-huh. you know, yep. you used to work that's on a right. farm, you had plenty of time, but now with the um, way people live, it's just our our food and our lifestyles, and and you can see it in people's health. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if people would just learn to take one day at the time, not the past, not the future, today, the present, and just live that day to the fullest and do the best that you can. You know, people are too, either they haven't let go of the past or they are too worried about the future. You know, you, you don't even know if you have tomorrow, right? It's not guaranteed. So that leaves us one day this present day. And one day, I think a person can handle one day. And if you live your life that way, you know, you're not going to have all the stress and you're not going to have all the worries because you do the best that you can today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right? that's not at all how, you know, there's just so much pressure in this world um, to live up to standards. And even when we're talking about going through fast foods, I mean, people just, it's not even just about saving time on cooking, then we just wolf it down. I mean, we don't even chew our food and enjoy it anymore. <laughs> and you don't even sit together oh, that as, is another as, thing. as a family. Mm-hmm. You just spoke of something actually very important, uh, Laurie, and that is uh, um, 
because people are not digest. A lot of people have issues with their digestion. Uh, going back to Europe, I don't know how it is now, but I know when I lived there, um, uh, people do not drink liquid with their foods. You notice if you go to a restaurant or you go somewhere, the first thing, what are you going to have to drink? Uh, for mm-hmm. me, I'm not going to have anything to drink <clears throat> because I'm not all of a sudden, excuse me for a second, I'm not all of a sudden thirsty just because I'm going to eat. It's kind of a bad habit to drink liquid with your meal because think about this. You put food in your mouth. You're supposed to chew it, but what happens is you have the liquid and you just kind of do a few chews and then you just swallow it down with whatever liquid and therefore you're not chewing it. Um, so um, it, it's, a, it's a good idea to train yourself not to have liquid with your meals. You can have it half an hour before or half an hour after, but never with your meal. Wow, do I do that wrong? <laughs> so you want to take your probiotics do. the first thing in the morning and wait at least a half an hour before you have your breakfast. Mm-hmm. And that, Or no, take I- a probiotic or your digestive enzymes. What do you think about digestive enzymes, Hannah? Oh, digestive enzymes. The thing is, most people that are over age 40 have a lack of HCL, which means hydrochloric acid, which means that they actually don't digest the foods. So um, when you get a digestive enzyme, make sure if you're past 40 or 45, um, make sure you get one that has the hydrochloric acid. And you want to make sure you have one where it digests your protein, your carbohydrate, your starches that you eat on a daily basis. That's very important. Don't just get an inexpensive um, enzyme because it's not going to do the job. You want one that, and you can go wherever you shop and ask them about that. But I call digestive enzyme a little cheat pill because it's kind of doing the job for you, but that's a good thing. Um, but if we would eat the way we're supposed to, and most of us don't, um, meaning chewing our foods and not drinking liquid with our meals, we would not have all of these issues with digestion. Now, you brought brought up about people taking HCL or hydrochloric acid. Um, mm-hmm. If they're highly acidic, wouldn't that cause a problem? So maybe they should use plant enzymes instead? Yeah, but here's the thing. A lot of people do not. They think they have too much acid. But, of course, it's something you have to find out about yourself. But a lot of people actually do not have enough acid in their body to digest the food. It might be surprising to you, but that is a fact. So what's important about all these enzymes, Lori, is the fact that if you're not digesting your foods properly, then you're going to get inflammation again in your digestive tract. So, okay. and as you, like Hannah pointed out, as you get older, you lose your enzymes or your ability mm-hmm. to digest foods correctly. So mm-hmm. you become, you know, in your food you're eating, if they're highly acidic or anything like that, can cause a big problem with your digestion, which again causes more inflammation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I, I'd like to um, just kind of do a summary here. And um, what I'm interested in is, in terms of foods that people should have, um, you know, in their house, just kind of their basic staples, um, do you have some basic staples that you just think are critical that people should be eating every single day? And, Hannah, I'm going to throw that out to you. 
Well, okay, so if we are talking about particularly, are you talking about for everybody or particularly Alzheimer's? Uh, for, 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 all, for Alzheimer's and dementia, yeah. Alzheimer's, yeah. So ginger has been proven in, in Europe. That's one of the number one thing that they use, ginger. I would say ginger, ginger turmeric uh, would be probably my two top uh, products to have in the house to use daily. Uh, and then, again, I would say I would never ask somebody to eat um vegetables that they don't like they wouldn't be right to do so but i would say find something that you like but make sure that you have six servings which is a half so that would be three full cups and and they can be frozen or it can be you know fresh is of course better but either one that can okay be and you have to allow extra you... time to heat those up <laughs> okay yeah what's that and then <laughs> And you have to allow extra time yeah. to heat them up because you can't yeah. use your microwave. Mm-hmm. And would you? Would well, you, also you know how long it takes to steam it. It takes five mm-hmm. minutes to steam it. So yeah. okay, go ahead. Yeah. Then. Would you also yeah. recommend? Because um, you had mentioned earlier the coconut oil and the cinnamon yes. for memory loss. Oh yes. Cinnamon okay. is amazing, and also for your blood sugar. Uh, Oh yes, absolutely. Cinnamon is is just the only thing I might want to mention. If a person, because so many people take things for their blood sugar, um, make sure that if you take cinnamon and you take medication, that you check it because your blood sugar will go down, and therefore you don't want it to be too low. Okay. So if you're taking cinnamon, make sure you monitor that with the medication. Okay. Okay, so I should take the I should take cinnamon before I go to the doctor if I'm getting my blood pressure checked. Is that, is that it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right before garlic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but through. the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, you know, you don't want to be healthy just for the ten minutes you go to the doctor. You want to be healthy afterwards too, right? So I very mean, yep. it's a it yeah it's a regular thing. It's a thing. It's just like how important is it to be well how how high do you have that on your list i have it on the top okay it's essential mm-hmm. to me so you know so the more important it is the more a person is going to be willing to say you know i'm going to do a little education here i tell everybody that come to me i said you know what if you have whatever cancer, diabetes, whatever it is, you need to be an expert. So when you come back and see me, you can tell me things. You know more about it than I do because this is what you are experiencing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to teach people. You've got to know. You don't have to know all the diseases, but if you or your family have a specific thing, you need to be an expert on that topic. Absolutely. You need to know more than the doctor knows because remember, most doctors only have an average of seven, maximum 10 minutes with you. That's all the time he has for you. So, you know, how much information can you get in that time? You need to do all that studying and it is available whether you go to a library, whether you get it on a computer, whether you get a book, but it's available. Yeah, you have Mm -hmm. to take charge of your own health. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that. I, I, and I, I need to go to work that. very soon, so I need to leave. Yeah, uh, no, no, that's, yeah. that's fine because we we definitely uh, chatted longer than we had talked. Um, Hannah, if people want to get a hold of you, what is the best route for them to reach you? Yeah, I have my email, which I w- I have my website where I have my book. 
but my email is my first and my last name dot com. So that is hannah.hoisted at gmail.com. And I can spell that. It's H-A-N-N-E dot H-O-J-S-T-E-D at gmail.com. And my website is hannahoisted.com. Wonderful. And how about you, Sharon? What contact information would you like to give people? Well, you can reach me through my website. Um, there's a contact information there tab. It's www.mcs for multiple chemical sensitivities. So it's mcs-resources.com. Okay, wonderful. And then um, I was going to mention, too, that my book can be ordered through Amazon and Hannah's can be ordered through lulu.com if anybody's interested. Great. And you want to give us the titles of those books again? Um, Yeah, my title is... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sharon. Go ahead. Okay. um, Improve Your Health with Minerals is mine. And that's on Amazon. Yes. Right. And mine is called The Miracle Journey of Love, uh, but it has nothing to do with nutrition. Um, I'm actually having a movie script made uh, as we speak from my book, and it's a very dramatic story. It's a true story from Denmark and Fokker Island, where I lived. And um, so, but again, it has nothing to do with nutrition. I will have um, uh, nutrition books and, coming up, but right now that's what I have. And she also okay. has a CD on iridology. Yeah, on okay. nutrition and iridology, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful. Well, great. And thank well, you so I, much, Lord, for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Lori. Well, I'm I'm glad you were both able to make it on the show today, and uh, I found it very interesting. And I think there's, I think there's just a lot of information that we all have to be aware of in terms of our bodies and in inflammation and um, dementia. You know, I, I mean, inflammation is just not good, no matter where it plants itself um, and how it can crop up. But if that is a, another way for us to maybe look at how how we can control things, I, I think that is. Uh, extremely important for us to be to be looking at and taking seriously um needless to say so thank you both for your time today and i'm sure we'll be in touch okay thank you thank you Lori. thank you bye-bye bye now um i do want to just give people um some updates here uh we don't i don't have another show after this so this is kind of our our mid-show summary um it'll just be the tail end of the show but i want to remind you of our last radio show where i had jackie pool on from the uk and she talked about um becoming a dementia champion it was a very enlightening discussion and then i also had somebody on who was talking about trying to get the nfl to um step up to the plate and become dementia friendly so you know go to the main site it might be a show that you're interested in in taking a listen at our last dementia chats we talked about the environment and what kind of environment do people with dementia want to live in if there comes a point in time when they have to to leave their home. We talked about the changes in body temperature and how to phrase a question and have a conversation with someone with dementia. Again, we will be having our um, next dementia chat this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Um, 
Central and Noon Pacific Time. And you can just go to uh, Dementia Chats on Facebook or you can go to Alzheimer's Speaks or on the blog. It would be a really easy way to find that as well, too. Since the last radio show a week ago, we really had a lot of great articles um, on the blog that might be uh, worth taking a peek at. Anything from clothing to, you know, brain function, is it really lost? Um, to plays that are out, there were several different videos that people really liked a lot, Um that you might be interested in. And then also, I'm still working with Samsung, looking for somebody in the New York area who is a caregiver. We need the person with dementia in the New York, um, New Jersey area um, and to be able to set up some cameras to see if this would help in terms of allevi- alleviating some stress uh, for caregivers' roles. So if you're interested in that, please contact me on that. Um, and you can do that through either um, the, uh, well, probably the best way is just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and uh, click on click on the Contact Us button. Our next show will be on the 18th, and we're going to have two great gals there that are going to be talking about, you know, do you need a coach? Um, one is an actual coach. Another one is an occupational therapist um, who's been tagged the dementia queen in terms of assisting um, you with ideas and the process um, of engaging with people with dementia. So again, I appreciate your time today. Um, Again, if you haven't liked us or tweeted us or shared us with your LinkedIn group or emailed it, you can also embed these episodes onto your website or uh, wherever too to raise awareness. So feel free to do that. Again, if you're looking for an Alzheimer's Association anywhere in the world, you can just go to www.alz.co and that will get you to Alzheimer's Disease International. And again, I would recommend that you check out Coral Health and their Music First Prescription, um, uh, which is an app. And you can just go to www.coralhealth.com. And then again, that trial study on Tau is at uh, www.alzheimerstudies.com. Dot com. So we'll see you on the 18th. Again, I'm going to wrap up with one um, poem that I just a friend sent me that I thought was really nice. Um, and I think a lot of us struggle sometimes when we're dealing with with dementia and uh, and giving care. And this is by Jackson Kennard. I prayed for change, so I changed my mind. I prayed for guidance. And I learned to trust myself. I prayed for happiness. And I realized I am not my ego. I prayed for peace and learned to accept others unconditionally. I prayed for abundance and realized my doubt kept it out. I prayed for wealth and realized it is my health. I prayed for a miracle and realized I am the miracle. I prayed for a soulmate, and I realized I am one. I prayed for love and realized it's always knocking, but I have to allow it in. Have a blessed week.
make the change. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.